You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad and we are at the Godridge Celtic Roots Festival and the school and Tha Karmuk the Barra and Shaw Agam. Tha we are uh, you're here with members of the family and you are uh, involved in the harp where your brother is playing guitar That's and right. some of that and the other ones doing percussion is it and, and percussion and whistles, yeah. whistles yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously a music, musical family yes well it goes back to my grandmother my grandmother was my harp teacher Roisin Nihay was her name and her sister Myrene and herself were because they were in the 30s and 40s they were very active they were, oh, would have been in Scotland very often at the Mod and at the Arachthus in Ireland playing and performing for, for whoever and they had radio programmes uh, on 2RN before it was Radio Air and even oh, right. um, playing harp and singing songs to their own accompaniment and bringing guests in and so that was, right. that was there that my mother then plays and Mam's with us here she came, she came to Godrich for the, for the week as well to join us um, so it's generational you know, and so yeah. your grandparents then what part of the country I know your, your well, car connection well, they, well, they, they were, were in Cork that's, well. that's the connection they, 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 well both sides really. so dad was born the Dubara side was Cork City and Yall they were born in, but he was born in Yall but they are from Cork City originally but on right. mom's side uh, my grandmother was in O'Shea in Yhae, she was O'Shea in Yhae, yeah. and they were from her mother was O'Khaechli or Nihaechli from uh, Dunmanhui yeah. and uh, they were all Cork City and Skibreen and Cork City and that's my, the grand the O'Shea side and then the other side my grandmother married an Otoma from okay. uh, from Keel the Master they were from Keel the Master beside Kule there and mm-hmm. so you know what you said yeah. uh, Moose Moosegree the, the Gaelic speaking part of Cork North, Northwest on the road to Kerry <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. so but you, you have have Cork um, yeah. or Munster Irish whereas mine is Connemara yeah. oh, right. uh, right. so, so we, get, we were lucky and we just, we just I mean they like my grandfather Seamus O'Thome he, he came to Dublin and then they raised my mother's family they, they were all raised loud bailing and so I speak yeah. Irish at home and then just passed on to just we spoke both uh, we just had Irish at home and it was so handy you know, very handy and very useful to be bilingual it is in more ways than one but an interesting when you say that I, um, I don't think it was um um, someone I was talking that they grew up in an Irish speaking home and they said when they went to school it actually presented a challenge at the na- national school level because they struggled initially you didn't have that issue well no we, we, not really I mean the only the only struggle I suppose to be honest the only struggle I had was some of the, the student teachers coming in from St. Pat's and Clash of Fathig didn't have enough Irish to, 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 to give me to, to tell me spell the words that I knew so right. the, the only disadvantage I felt was that sometimes you'd be looking at the teacher going no this is the word and I remember once there was a word scoundrel and as it was scour is how you'd say it in monster so, so and I said scourum and I wanted to write it down and, yeah. he had, and he looked at me and I had to say to him I said to be afraid I said to him and he went Hubbard Agla he used the other word so I'll never forget so that's but my memory of, of, of national school and, and Irish versus English is like this sometimes that you'd be trying to so we, the, the teacher's not you know, it's just been aware of the dialects and, right. and, and it was always meant to be the way it is and it's, yeah. not, nobody, it's not nobody's fault no. God, but, no, no. but if they're there to be your teacher and you're told to listen to them and you're, tell, you're kind of interpreting for them to be afraid to say, it just it defeats the purpose in some ways <laughs> so you're kind of you, you just, it's, you know, it's a giggle now and it's right but it's like you're thinking that's where 
you know, it, it's a rare. That would be you know, normally the other way around. It did, yeah. But, yeah, but but the kids wouldn't get the teacher. But it's just it's just, it just happened to be the way it was at home. And my parents were both teachers, so we were, we were surrounded by it. You know, and, right. and my uncle Con um, told me he was, he was a principal of Glasgow School in Chicor in Dublin. So right. But right. when it was founded back in the eighties, so so we were, education and music were the two the big, two things. things in the family. You know, and of course logically, then if education and music were the two things in the family, there was no pushback. Um, when music emerged as the possibility of a lifetime career, it actually, well, it, 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 the, no, there wasn't. Is it? Yeah, you're dead right. But the way it, the way it happened, the, the, the beauty of it was the way it happened at home is that there was never an expectation of it. There was never a push in the first place right. to have it. It was there to be enjoyed and to be done. And if you did it well, you did it well. And if you didn't do it well, but could do it well, you'd be slagged until you got it right. Or okay. else, you, my youngest brother Donald, who's here, he, he um, he's the youngest of seven. The seven of us, and the eldest of the seven. And I. I got the harp and then my brother Eamon got the flutes and the pistol and, and they, they all play something guitars and but Donald's big pushback was that he was, whenever he'd get one note wrong there'd be five six people down like a ton of bricks like no you missed you missed, you missed. so he, he was just it, it wrecked his head so much that he just said for years he wasn't going to do it and then of course he's, he it's there but it, it, so there was never I should hope he didn't. There wasn't the pressure to do it but then when you did if ever it was if it was expressed, the interest was expressed. There's always, a ch- there's always a door open again, and, right. he's, and he's, turns out he's the, well, the best voice in the family, and he's, he's such a great pistol player. He's got the, the hints of Mary Bergen in the way he plays, you know, so it's lovely. Right. And so, and he always had it. He just never, never, never did it in front, of, didn't practice in front of any of us, because then we'd be, we'd be given a here now. You missed a note there. You missed a note there. Right. And he wasn't. He was just. It was red rag to a bull, right. you know. So that was, that was the only pressure was that was the sibling stuff, but there was never any pressure to do it, and there was never. It was only, and if, if an opportunity presented itself, like for instance, I was when I was fourteen, got a chance. My grandmother's one of her best friends has a, was a harp teacher from the states, and I think one of, actually one of her students, Robin Gordon, is coming to this to the uh, our festival in October. But so I know Robin since nineteen eighty seven when I came right. to America as a four, as a fourteen year old to uh, to come and study up in Vermont at a at a summer music camp. A bit like this one, only it was more it was a mixture of more harp than, than anything else. And then at 17, off I went to Japan to play for six months oh. in, at the expo in, in, in um, Osaka. I'd, but there was no, I had to leave leaving here. I dropped out of sixth year. I left sixth year to go and do it, and then came back and just did, it, did my leaving here yeah. the following year. And then got Japan. I was, I got uh, Spain. Then in 1992 at the expo there. So, but there was never a, like a who decided to let you go. Kind of thing. It's just if, it, if an opportunity was there and it was right. to do, and it was a solid one. It was just, it was, it was great. My, my grandmother gave me her harp to go to Japan when I was right. 17, and away I go. I didn't have my own harp then, yeah. and I got one over there, and then I came home. So then I had my first harp that I really had, really had myself proper. And, you uh, and it here in. we are, and here we are. Right, you smuggled it in. Well, that's a little story. You're not, you're not, you're not entirely wrong. It was not I. It was the Taoiseach's department. <laughs> no, they bought it for me over there. All right. The, the Irish embassy, the Irish embassy got a, 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 a harp. <laughs> anyway, I can get in trouble thirty years later. But, no, but it was actually it was, it was a it was a, a Japanese-made Irish harp. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, many of them around now. Oh yeah, I mean, they're great. They're a workhorse of a harp. But uh, it was it, it, customs took it in. In I was coming home from Spain in 1992, and they, they did impound the one item being impounded, one Irish harp. And the emblem above it was an Irish harp. The irony was not lost. My mother went into customs 
And she went, help me understand how you could take my son's heart from him. Now, is he coming home from representing Ireland in Spain to play at the bicentenary of the Belfast Harpers? Da, 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 da. And she, she put her hand on the harp. She walked it out of customs in Dublin Airport in 1992. And she looked him in the eye, help me understand how you could take my son's harp away. And out she comes with my harp. So, um, it, it might have, there might have been a question mark at some point, but it was cleared up <laughs> by my mother. <laughs> anyway. So, Karma, being the eldest, um, and uh, having six other siblings, so within any family, uh, there's all the family rivalries, but it would look like that music has really built you guys into a close group uh, and, and, and tight bond. Very much so. I mean, there's no, there, there's no, there's no rivalry at all in music. Thankfully, it, it never was. With, with us, we saw our mother's generation do. Like our uncles, like my, my uncle Sean would have taught Eamon and Donald the, the whistle. Eamon would have taught his brother. The, you know, it, it kind of trickles down to the family. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, there was never. I don't, I don't recall ever uh, the, being a, there ever being a, a rivalry. My my aunt, man's sister, Rogine, brought us together as a group in the, in the early 90s, and we did the festivals in Lyon and the Celtic Festival there, and we did um, recorded an album. <laughs> and then went up to Scotland to Inverness for the Celtic Congress as, right. as a group. Um, so that was myself, my brother, my sister, the other three, the three eldest of us, and then my, my cousins who were we kind of grew up together. Yeah. And so the five of us were a group. And then when Fanon uh, turned sixty, the thing was he was he was playing guitar. For, he was he was drafted in as well. So it was two guitar, Rory and Fanon, the two brothers in guitar. I was on the harp, my sister on the keyboards and singing and. My cousins on, on fiddle and um, vocals and bower on. It was a big, big, big mix, yeah, good, good yeah, mix. Yeah. But we were always there for each other. The only, the only, uh, we only came to head to blows when my cousin Jim would refuse to rehearse. He said, "We'll be grand, we'll be grand." He said, "We yeah. will not sit down." <laughs> so I, I became the finger wagger just for a minute. But it was just that was that was the closest we ever got. So musically, there's never a musical rivalry. We just love. Any chance we get to sit down together to play, we just we just we're in heaven, you know. Because I think in my own case, I'm the youngest, and the elder brother. There's eight years between us, hmm. and we're a generation apart, yeah. effectively. Yeah. And what I see, what you're telling me, is like that generational gap within siblings just didn't exist because you had this wonderful common bond. Uh, it's very, very much. I mean, that, that's, exact, that's exactly it, really. Because my brother Dole is twelve years younger than me. Uh, tw- I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I was twelve when he was born, so um, or nearly twelve. But, uh, but there was a, those half years count more in those days than they do <laughs> now. It but it's a ten, eleven years between us. So I realised though that you see that the, the three youngest or the four youngest together, there's, sort of, there's two groups of, of the two generations, if you will, right. in that sense. But like you say, the, the, when it comes to music, the tunes are the tunes, and the stuff you know is the stuff you know, and it has nothing to do with. A generation, it's purely to do with the tune, the music. Because our grandmother's generation, my mother's generation, ours, and then now the next generation again. Which is, uh, and, and then you have that common intergenerational yeah. commonality with the next. Uh, and, I, and there's no line, there's no demarcation, there's no, yeah. there's no, there's no door between them. There's, and what about the next generation? Then? Well, here we have my son, Dole, the youngest of ours, was the first to, have, to be a father. So he's, he's, his son, Fionn, is here on the, on the course. Okay. And then Fionn's son, Liam, is on the course. Since, well, he's now only five, but he's been here since he was a, a newborn yeah. baby. But the Runa have been here, I think, every year. But yeah. um, Fionn, as he, we were rehearsing yesterday, and we did, we did Tuesday night, we played a, a 25 minutes set, and we sang two of the songs that we're going to do for the main concert. But he sat down last night, and he said, he goes, now, we rehearse those numbers, uh, uh, one on five again. Like, so he was going to sit down, and he wanted to join us for the songs, which he's going to, on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pure, it was him. And again, that's the sign of it being that intergenerational. Yes. Open. It's just a. It's a gathering of people. But not only that. And again, now I'm thinking in terms of my own 
nephews and nieces. I don't have a relationship with them like I'm hearing this is developing and will develop because again what music is doing is it's providing that common platform that even though you may live in different places when you come together there's that commonality and the richness that many would never have. It's magic, it's magic, it is that, it's, it's that because it's, it's, it's a, a common language but it's also like you say it's, it doesn't have a generational stamp on it, it just has a uh, it's just it's something we have something we share and it's not judgmental for that I mean yeah you might point the finger and say you missed yeah, the note yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, in, <laughs> but from another it's not judgmental no, it's not because it, it, it achieves nothing it, to be to be to judge to be judgy I mean my brothers will laugh if he said it but, but when I say this out loud but what I mean is the 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 enjoyment of music is what it has to be about. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're doing it, you see orchestral players get jaded by having to do the same thing over and over again, and then as soon as they stop, they, they throw away the instrument nearly, or they sell yes. it. I mean, even Mary, Mary O'Hara, does, yes. I, my, my Auntie Maureen taught her, she mentioned Maureen Mihey with Maureen Kershaw as she was in, in, uh, in, in Fion Hill, taught Mary and Kathleen Watkins and Janet Harvest and, right. and yeah. a wonderful generation of harp players. But I interviewed Mary for a show, a program I was doing on TGKR about 10 years ago, and I asked her where her harp was, and she said, Oh no, oh no, I, I give that. My, my nephew, Sebastian Barry, has my harp, I gave it to him. I don't have no, no interest in playing. And it, it, kind of, it nearly it didn't break my heart, but I thought, yeah. it, but it, it, I, left, I was dejected because I thought, you, I love these. I can't imagine never like, like letting it get to the point, or I can't imagine it ever getting to where I don't love music. And how you know people who were probably classically trained and ended up very narrowly focused lose an awful lot of the love that is nearly kind of taken out of them. I think if people, if, if you're, if you, again, the joy of doing music that you love is yeah. that you do what you love and then if you decide to take a break from it for a while or if you need a, if it's melting your head, you have the luxury or the facility to just stop and, and go have a holiday or go to the day job or go to whatever, watch television. You know? yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're at it as a, as a full-time profession and you're being handed music that you don't necessarily love yourself but that you can p play very well because it's your it's an academic exercise and it's a, it's a it's, it's a you're dragging yourself through it because you have to to get paid and once, once it becomes that kind of a day job um, uh, sort of I think the association is with that that experience then you're not going to love it at the end because mm -hmm. you're going to go it's going to be uh, the association is with drudgery and, and monotony or yes. whatever yes. And I can't speak now here's me saying this and I can't speak to this for every and I wouldn't dare no, presume to do it for everyone but it just it seems to me that if I were, if I had to do that myself yeah. I think I'd end up resenting it or, or, or putting it away or not wanting to do it you'd I retire and when you retire that'd be I'm finished yeah, sell it yeah. I heard people selling their instruments and, and never wanted to play again and I, the, the idea scares me that I, yeah. that people would, but, I, but then I totally get it but, yeah. but I'd, I'd hate to just, it's all very well the luxury of you know, swanning around here saying that but I, but I think it's just I, I think the, the, the lucky, the, lucky the, the fortune we've had the good fortune we've had at home is that it's there as a I mean I, I did media in, in, in college I, I worked at TG Carr and, and I still do but um, the joy of being able to play music for a living as well is that it, it's what I love and I discovered years ago that I prefer music to, to media <laughs> by, by a long way but luckily this year I was able to do a, a, a 15 part series for kids uh, called Bigi Akyol 
where we wrote that I wrote 15, well I did, I wrote, co-wrote about, I wrote about seven, co-wrote about more, minus two of them, bar two, for the, for the, and then directed the series as well. Right. So, um, so, we're get, so it's, it's a, a merger of the two, uh, the two sort of sides, the two sides of the coin came together and in a way that I was able to keep the music involved but, yeah. but make television out of it too. So it's, it's, that again, how fortunate, how lucky am I to be able to do that? Even, even the downtime affords me the, the, the kind of contact with music that is creative enough to, to write some new songs in Irish for kids yeah. and then to go around and, and, uh, and direct them as they Maria, learn them on screen. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's been a, so I, I'm very fortunate. Really. I really am. I'm, I'm lucky with that. that that's, been, that's been there around us all our lives. We did Delino Douse in the 80s, the TV yeah. show. Our grandmother was presenting it. Uh, with her harp, and we sat around her singing songs in Irish on television in, in the 1980s, and then I got, I, well, I graduated in the mid mid 90s, and then TG Cartina G started off. I got to work there, and then it's given so many people a chance to to work in and appear on television with traditional yeah. music. So, and it's you know, it's been a lucky, it's been a good time. Traditional music in Ireland and the Irish language um, have gone through a renaissance in many ways, um, and the perception that you were either uh, rabbit Republican or you were a, uh, something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Has, has vanished. Thankfully, which, I know the weird one is like, uh, my, uh, who's somebody, somebody, somebody uh, 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 married into the family, uh, no, somebody who's in the family, they married into the family, but they, they, they had this, it was kind of an echo of that old, because, uh, they said, oh, sure, he speaks Irish, he must be musical. Like, there's absolutely no reason why anyone can be musical and speak Irish. No more, no more than German or Swahili or... Or, or, or he speaks Japanese. Or he speaks Irish, so he must be a Republican. That's, yeah. yeah, That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Any, any of them, exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, like, the, the Connor Cruz O'Brien joined the Unionist Party, you know, whatever. So, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a lot of... Um, this, this associated or this prejudice, our preconceived notions of, of, of what Irish should be, or, and what kills me is that people are, are like the, so particularly in Canada now, you have this bilingual French English thing going on, and nobody bats an eyelid. But if you did that with Irish at home, the Irish would give you a problem with it. Not nobody else would care. Nobody would notice. No, except no. we give ourselves the, it's the, the 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 jeering and the, and the mocking comes from our own people. <laughs> and I know this for a fact because I felt it since I was a kid. So it's not about uh, purely speaking from experience, but uh, in that sense, not a sweeping statement about the world. But I think in general terms. We give ourselves that we laugh. I should, Irish is no use outside us. Why bother? Why bother? Why bother? And then from there you go whatever way you go with it. Oh, it's too much too Republican or too stuck in the, the church or stuck yeah. in the in the in the you know whatever whatever trench or or groove you stuck it into. But that was the association is is, is wrong, and we've finally got out of it. The, the generation that are now twenty. 15, 15, 20, 25 even. They're using, they, you see them you know, on WhatsApp or on Instagram or the, the, the Girl Squad generation. Yes. Now, the, the Irish is a bit of a Creole of Irish, not yeah, really, but, but it's but it's, but it's there. better than no bread. Exactly, I mean, exactly. And they're doing it as without none of this. Oh God! I was, oh God! I was oh my teacher, a terrible teacher in the school. I had a terrible teacher in school. That if I had a, if I had a, a dime for every time someone told me, oh, I hate Irish because the teacher was a blue, whatever they were, I mean, dot dot dot. But it's not. It's it's that we've grown up and got over that hang up that we had that it was about the Irish. The language was never the, the issue. It was how, what was what was being how it was being uh, marketed or how it was being pre- pre- presented to people and. 
the lack of choice in Irish, but teaching it like you should, you should know it because like the devil is I think you know you're not truly Irish unless you speak yes. Irish. Yes. Like, there are people that's so insulting to so many people because it's nothing to do with them that their, their grandparents were forced to speak English to get yes. a job, and then and the memo never got around that you can be bilingual. That, yes. that's, we we dropped the ball as a, we dropped the ball on that one entirely as Ireland did because we we had you see the likes of De- Denmark or Germany you speak they speak and the Dutch you know they speak fantastic English but they keep their own language because mm-hmm. it's their language mm-hmm. but we, di- we didn't do that for, for many, re- many reasons many reasons but that so that memo got lost so let's not tire everyone with any kind of brush but now the kids are great they just they use it when they want to and if they hear it they're not going to look at you funny and remember because as kids were, we were, we were you're the Irish family he speaks some Irish and this is in Dublin and the neighbours are you the Irish family I remember looking at them going, and of course I got a, th- a stone thrown at me for the next step what I said next I said what does that make you because they asked me are you the Irish family I was like well we're in Ireland you're Irish too I was going to say so their, their question was stupid because they, they were basically so, <laughs> they took a stone at me for saying this, but are you the Irish family he said what, do, well, what does that make you so I said, you know what I mean but it's, it's that it was that daft it was, that, oh, was. Just, the disconnect the disconnect was, was, was profound because it, it, it was nonsensical, and and yet what they were being taught in school is oh the Irish that that over in a little glass box to be to be to be dusted off and shown off for the, for the visitors and then put away again when you're on your own. It's like it wasn't about that. It was, anyway. It's when you talk about the nonsensical. I'm reading Clinton O'Toole's book at the moment. Okay, uh, and he talks in terms of the whole Irish methodology or way of where so many things within Irish society effectively are nonsensical but we comfortably live with very comfortably like my favourite example of that is how for maybe 20 years the distances on our road signs were in kilometres per hour yes. but for fear of misunderstanding or mis- mis- misusing the, the speed limits remained in miles per hour for about 20 years so you had 60 miles an hour 40 miles an hour 30 miles an hour zones and every distance in kilometres on the signposts and not a problem we were very comfortable oh, very. doing the two and it's just but I think, if I'm not mistaken, it took a long time even after that for petrol to move over to litres. But might be, I don't know, I, I don't know, I wasn't buying I it then. Think, uh, yeah, I think it, it took a while for it to mm, move I wouldn't be surprised at all, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and of course, when you go to the butcher, you can still probably buy a pound of meat. A pound of meat, oh yeah, of course <laughs> you can. But the thing was, if you think of it, it's funny, because the other, um, like we had this, uh, the euro came in. Yeah. And, and I remember, remember the statistic because it was, it was bizarre. I, I didn't think it would happen. Within two weeks, not one Irish punt was being exchanged. We leapt on the euro. We jumped on that right. like it was a hot potato, like straight in, straight up. There was no messing. But, and yet, something took years and decades. So we decide, we, we're, we, you know, we we're comfortable with some of them and we'll happily live with the two, like the, uh, the uh, Irish of a language which I could speak it and then not bother speaking yes. it ever. Yeah. And our miles, miles per hour and our distance, look, in case the 100 was, mis- was, was misread as 100 miles an hour and we'd be going too fast. Yeah. So we, we kind of just, we, we, we'd find a, a, a twisted our logic to, to, to comfort <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> and, you know, anyway, going back to, the, going back to the, how the, yeah. uh, I was very impressed a few years ago when you talk in terms of T.G. Cahar and out that neck of the woods Kalash to Lorgan mm. the wonderful job that they did with music songs, yeah, just yeah. Uh, that I could see you would have had kids literally hanging at the parents mm. saying I want to go there next year mm. for the summer yeah and for once it wasn't the best of just to get the smell off the first, the first kiss the first thing was always in the best of them when they were kids and yeah. but now there's a there's a reason that is that it's actually just it makes it makes it logic it sense it makes sense for once and it's about 
making the language fun, making it current. Any, I mean, anything you're doing, you don't want right. to be like learning. You're going to be learning Latin. You know I mean, if you're going to learn Latin, learn Latin. But it's not, it's not the same thing as going to a, a, a school. Your parents spending money for you going away for a fortnight or whatever time in the summer to do something, and they see this kind of. Uh, those mad big videos, the YouTube videos that they get, they're getting hundreds and thousands of, of views or more, and they're and they're new songs, they're, they're you know contemporary songs that are being put into Irish, and they're making sense. Nobody's laughing at them. No, nobody's nobody's kind of going, oh God, we have to do it. Like, oh God, let's because only because we have to. It's because they want to and because they're fun, and that's all you need, I think, to make it relevant. You know? And I think wasn't it Ed Sheeran? Um, I re- remember reading that he recorded one night Australia his right. kid, yeah. and it was written out from phonetically in the hotel in Australia. I think he fantastic. Did. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And that love was um, Kyol, Kyol, um First the way he did it every year for you. They, they, they oh, every second year. But they have they have these. Um, they have. Say the likes of uh, Hosier and um, you, the, the Coronas, all these bands yes. band, doing an Irish language version of one of their own songs. Yes, sing one of their own songs, and there's five or six albums of this. It's not just it's, 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 it's CDs. They're probably on Spotify now, but they were it's an Irish language version of all these famous, well-known pop songs, Irish, you know, popular yes. songs by the person who actually sang it or wrote it. Yes, but in Irish. Um, so it's not just the hot house flowers to do it; it's everyone else too. It's great. No, it's wonderful. That it is. I mean, Liam, it is. They, they broke ground, but they, 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 to see everyone else following suit yeah. and just and wanting to do it. Yeah. You know, Brian Kennedy did it. You know, that everyone did it. You know. We talk in terms of renaissance there, but there's also been a renaissance in the harp. There has big time, big time. So I knew everybody. As in, there were so few of us playing when I was starting off. You'd know everyone, and yeah. you know, you know who they were, even if you never met them. Yeah. There was the two in Cork and the one in Galway. But now there's. I think it was a census taken about three or four years ago of how many harp players there are in Ireland, and it was over 2,000. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's instrument makers. All of this, by and large, you've um, one, two, three, four, six harp makers around Ireland now. You have people in Galway, you have MSC, um, you have one in Mayo, and you have Killarney harps, and you have uh, Brian Wall up. And this was the term, terminal harp. There's, I forget now all yeah. the names, but look them up. There are harp Ireland. Is a, there's a new uh, body that is looking after everybody. Right. Chris Aaron Harp Ireland. And if, I, if you look up Harp Ireland, you'll see they'll give you, it has a resource for any, you know, from um, um, Siobhan Armstrong's uh, early Irish harp with the, yeah. the brass and copper strings to the contemporary harps that we play now, the Irish harps of, of the day, and everything else, and concert harps and everything. But yeah. it's, a, it's finally got to the point where there's enough of a, of a lobby behind it that you can have a big enough, you have a, you have teachers in every county, you have, you, have, um, you have harps available to rent, you have harps available to buy, so it's finally, we're trying to emulate the, the Piper stuff, the, uh, the, the Peabody and were kind of an example, so that was the, the, the how-to, the method right. was taken from the Pipers, and um, the game account wouldn't mind me saying it, because he's involved, he was involved, we, we kind of consulted, we asked them how, how, how did you do it, because yeah. they brought it back from the brink with the Pipers as well, right. so you have this mad renaissance, so you, have, you have kids, Learning and what's happening now is that the, the, well, the kids that we were teaching when I was 25, 30 are now teachers themselves, right. and they're all so it's become self-sustaining. And it's the teachers in every county and every and cultus for all its lip service. And I would say that out loud to the harp for a long time. You now have it where it's actually because um, the cultus um, uh, the, the constitution states a specific backup for the harp to restore the harp to its former glory. You know? right. But they didn't, they was, it, was, it was, I was judging one year at the flat, it was utter, utter lip service in the day, but now it's absolutely wonderfully central to what they do, and it's wonderful to see, because you hear them, and it's not just the token harp in the corner, 
it's in the middle of the heart, it's in the group of child, it's in the every kind of group, it, yes. it appears everywhere. And I notice here, even in the school in Godridge, out in the notice board, there's a notice up there. Oh, that's, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that there's, yeah. there's a company here that will rent them to the kids. Mm. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a different world. I mean, it's, it's great to see, and it, yeah. it's, it's nice to see that the, what they're doing is it's, it's, it's kind of, I hate the word normalized. It's, it's, you know, there were fiddles were everywhere, whistles were everywhere, but and the accordion even, it's hard to, not some hard to come by, but they'd be there, the, the same as the um, concertina, but the harp is now in that bracket of. If you see one, it's not sort of a novelty. It's not. It's not a little sort of a. a if you see one now, you not. say he didn't lose his luggage. Yeah, I know. You look lucky for that. There's no cracking no crack it from been dropped by the airlines. You know, God knows. So that's the next thing, you know. <laughs> so, um, is this isn't your first trip to Canada? Is it? To, to Godrich, yes. Godrich, yeah. yeah, we did, uh, did Edmonton. We did um, Calgary, Edmonton, and a few other with Moya Brennan along the way. From the fourth and on, Mary Channon. He was in Moya Brennan's band before, and with, so we toured with Clannad for two or three years together and with Moya for he was with Moya before I was so you're talking 19, 2000 yeah, over 20 years ago so, right. so from now I joined Moya's band in 1999 I think in right. 2000 and then I joined in 2004 and Moya and I are still together so playing we're right. doing our fourth album which is a, actually Voices and Harps is the, we call it Voices and Harps right. the, um, our little project but one um, the the new one which is being recorded as we as we speak, sort of, it's a homage to Mary O'Hara. Okay. Voices of House Four will be the, the, the songs of Mary O'Hara reinterpreted by the Fomoya and the right. Harper voice. So, yeah. so we're going strong. So it's it's been, but we did two or three festivals here back in back in the. 2005-67, you know, right. it's, been, it's been 20 years nearly since right. I was in Canada. And you're enjoying God, it's, yeah, oh, it's, it's been amazing. Oh, I tell you, the welcome you get here, you, you're not quite, and I, I mean this in the best way, you're not sure if, if they really mean, and, and for, you kind of pinch yourself going, I'm, I'm not, the, the welcome is complete, the doors are open, the people are so, the, the warm welcome, there's no, I, you can, wouldn't get it at home, nearly. Yeah. You get a better one here. So, they talk about the Irish welcome, you know, but tell you what, there's a warmer welcome here in Godrich than I've ever felt anywhere at home. And I don't mean it against Ireland, I mean, yeah. the, the level of, the, people open their doors and they, they just, they're just, yeah, you become make, make yourself at home, at home and they mean it. And they absolutely mean it. And yeah. it's, it's so, it's, it's uplifting, you know, it, it restores your faith in people, really. Yeah. So that's and how and, and the, just the town itself, isn't it? Beautiful. I mean, we came in, I mean, we drove to fields and fields of corn, 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 corn. corn. Oh, you came up past Carlow, did, did yeah, you? Yeah, we came from, from, to run from Toronto. We drove from Toronto. Yeah, you would have come up past Carlow. Yes, the sign for the stall. And Dublin. And Dublin, I know. I And Wicklow. And you were, no, Wicklow. I was in Wicklow. The other side. We passed the sign for the stall for Dublin for sure. We saw those two. We're nearly, we're just 3,000, 3,500 miles and we're still passing by. Yeah, I never got from Dublin to Carlow as fast. Fast, I know, yeah. Who did hunk it So it's, but, you know, you get into town and then the historic centre of town is just, it's just, it's like a, a picture postcard, is it? But then, then the welcome you, you feel on top of that. So it's been the best week, uh, you know. So hopefully we'll come back. You know, right. I'd love to get the invite back. I must talk to Cheryl about that. Better, better. Indeed. You say you're working on a, an album with uh, Moya at the moment. Mm. Uh, when do you expect that? To oh, it'll be up. We're doing a, a tour of Holland in December. Right. So, uh, so it'll be out for Christmas. Good, <laughs> Just good. Christmas. Uh, and then, yeah. So we're doing, yeah, we're doing. Like two weeks in the Netherlands, starting right. at the beginning of December. So we'll right. be, we'll be uh, finishing it off. So the album should be finished, uh, hopefully, for the Christmas market. We right. get, we're doing a, a, a tour of the Netherlands 2023 Christmas in Holland with Moya, um, and 
the plan is anyway to finish it uh, the, the, uh, before then. So right. hopefully <laughs> this side of this side of Christmas. Um, Karma, we better wrap up. It's been a real pleasure. We should share some of your music, and uh, okay, so. we are delighted that that we get the opportunity. And thanks, William, for taking the time. Pleasure. <laughs>